Welcome to David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch. Today's episode is about pretty much what's going on currently. Um, a lot has happened uh, since my last uh, podcast, so I'm going to try and dive in um, delicately um, and not try to alienate anyone with what's going on, because a lot a lot of what's going on is, it wasn't, it wasn't even the fault of regular people. Literally, governments, this is like a government pissing contest to like the umph degree. And what I'm talking about is Ukraine. Now, Russia and Putin are not the same thing. Now, is he their leader? Yeah, through force, through coercion, through murder, through so many different things. Has he always been the, the worst leader? No, actually. He's not, he's not always, he's not even the worst that's out there. Um, to be fair to Putin, he's, he's actually done some pretty remarkable things. He's, uh, pretty favorited by the people. I think that's why he continues to <clears throat> stay the course that he's on and get the support that he does have. Cause he, he actually is pretty intelligent in most situations. However, uh, what he's doing to Ukraine right now is just fucking moronic. And he's getting his hands or his, his military's ass handed to them by civilians and Ukrainian military, which I don't, you know, you don't hear about them. You don't know how much of a military they have. What, ha- what you have heard of their military is fucking heroic. Like telling a warship to go fuck themselves. That was, that was amazing. You know, the young guys that died doing that shit, balls, big ass balls. And, and they're fucking heroes. They're always going to be heroes of Ukraine. Um, the, the ghost of Kiev, like how fucking amazing of a war story is that, that a single MiG-16 pilot is, is beating the dog shit out of Russian fighter pilots. I mean, he's already taken down six. You know, uh, planes that we know so far and, and probably run, you know, countless sorties, uh, countless, you know, missions in the air, you know, doing patrol. So is he a badass? For sure. Is he keeping, you know, the, uh, and they've done a really good job of keeping the, the Russian soldiers out. And you see things on the street where, uh, there's a clip of this older lady really giving her peace of mind to a Russian, Soldier on the streets, you know, like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, go back. I mean, you know, I mean, they're, they're damn, they're kinsmen. And even, even Putin acknowledges that, like, hey, like, we're trying to reappropriate you to the USSR and, and go back to the glory days of, you know, the, the height of, of Russian, I guess, ignorance and dumbassness. I mean, because the people, uh, by and large, like, they don't, they don't want it. Yeah, they like being a, a, an independent, superior nation, which they absolutely fucking are. But when you make dumbass mistakes and align yourselves with, you know, people like communist China. And there's and to be fair to the Chinese, not everybody in China aligns with Beijing. Not even people in Beijing align with people in Beijing. So it's 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 not even the people is what I'm saying. It's It's the government pissing contest. Of all time, and then, and then the Canadian version of the government pissing contest is fucking Trudeau taking on truckers <laughs> for for mask mandates. Like these people are done. 
Like, even the Australians and how kowtowed they are to their government. Like, you know, there are some savages in, in Brisbane and, and Melbourne and, uh, you know, everywhere kind of just saying, you know what? No, we're, we're done being, you know, taken over by this authoritarian regime, you know, and they're fighting back in the streets. So you, you do see this everywhere where there's this ginormous push, pushback against mask mandates, the jab, all these other things. And, you know, what's crazy about the Trudeau situation is that, by and large, the truckers have the vaccine. So it's not even the vaccine they're fighting against. It's the restrictions that come with not having the vaccine because these guys are like, listen, people have a choice to determine what goes into their bodies, you know, and and I align with this. I mean, have I have I gotten the shot? Not yet. Am I going to get the shot? I probably will. I'll probably get the first dose. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't mind getting it. I'm, my contention this whole time has been, you know, who's going to pay for the fallout if, you know, if the adverse effects happen because you're, you're taking a drug, you know, that's, you know, rammed into the FBA, FDA approval process, which didn't even get all the way through the FDA approval process. And, you're forcing people to get it. And then not only that, like we're discovering variants that are just like, fuck you. Oopsie. You know, you got Omicron, you got Voltron, you got Megatron, you got so many fucking variants that are like, (laughs) and then there's the African strain Omicron. And you know, it's like, it's in each type of the strain hits different. I think the first iteration like got people real sick. Yeah. I got COVID Two times. And did it put me down for weeks on end? Yes. Did I have to go to the hospital? No, thank goodness. But it, it, it put me down for a solid couple weeks. Now, the second time, I don't really know if it was 100% COVID or if it was like the regular flu. But I was down, down. Like, I, that shit hurt unrealistically. Um, so it was just like on a different level of, of anguish that I, that I had versus February of last year when I first got it. Uh, February of last year when I first got it, yeah, I spent three days down, but I was up at the fourth and fifth day ready to go back to work. So, um, did it hit me at a, at a real bad time to be sick? Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's crazy that we, we live in a time now where there's so much, there's so much more that we could be doing as a species to get together on issues kind of like what we're doing right now. Like a lot of people are standing in solidarity with Ukraine because we're like, who, who did you, Ukraine fucking fuck with? Nobody. They've, they've, they've done nothing, absolutely fucking nothing to anybody to deserve what's happening now. And we're seeing, we're seeing images now on like TikTok and other uh, social media platforms where, the shit's reminiscent of World War II where we're where they're putting kids on trains to go to different countries to go to different places to stay with relatives while the parents are arming up with the military and they're making Molotov cocktails and they're making uh munitions and they're you know, they're in the fight, they're engaging like I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a report where fucking uh, women and men, regular men and women, you know, tanks rolling down the street. They jumped the fucking tank and got in there and started yeeting these dudes out of the tank. And then they beat them so badly, 
you know, that they were, these dudes were like damn near unrecognizable and then they were yeeted back into their own people. Like, the, the guerrilla warfare of the Ukrainians and the fucking heart and the, in the, in the fucking warrior mentality. I mean, you have people that are in leadership there and very powerful individuals that are, you know, heavyweight boxers of the world. The Klitschko's, like, who on their right mind wants to go into a situation where you have to, you know, get in a situation where you might have to brawl against the baddest dudes on the planet? Like, why would your brain think that's okay? Now, that's not to say Russians aren't tough. Some of the, the toughest men I've ever met in the world were from Russia. You know, and parts of Russia, different parts of Russia, all over the damn map. And, you know, from Moscow to, you know, other, you know, major cities. I mean, just tough, tough people because you have to be in that environment. You know, that environment's uh, cold, it's unforgiving, and the people there, you know, are living... Uh, yeah. You know, hand to mouth. I mean, these people are struggling, struggling. That's not everybody. That's not everybody that's struggling. Of course, you think Putin struggles? Nah, that dude doesn't struggle. Uh, but you know, they they have to they have to relieve their bad leadership themselves, right? Uh, as far as Ukraine goes, I mean, they're not part of NATO, but I really don't understand why that we as a nation are not defending against this type of tyranny. Because we, you know, we we swore an oath, and for Moscow or for Russia to make a unilateral decision to, you know, invade a country without provocation, is just you know asking for a global event. Because now China's like, okay, well, if Russia's got the balls to do this, we're gonna go, we're, we're gonna go retake Taiwan because Taiwan's always been a a Chinese property, like. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. I think the Taiwanese people beg to differ. You know, so it's like it's like one of those crazy situations where it's just not conducive to anything. Hold on one second. Shit. You don't even care about the Constitution, fucking maggot. Trying to turn off a video, I can't Sanders even see. Say hi to Sergeant Bradley for me. He's your leader. Come on. What's going on here? You heard that, guys. Trespassed off public property. How's it going, brother? How you doing? Anyways, had to take, had to turn that off. Anyways, so when it comes to, you know, like right now, we're, we're just in this volatile situation. And then, you know, we have people that are in office now in the United States that are doubling down on tyranny. You know, you have, you know, a lot, even a lot of the, even a lot of the really staunch Democrats are like, yo, we, we're not going to win this one. We're, we're just not, we're not going to win the, the pissing contest with the United States of America people. You know, the American people are very much willing to defy governmental authority. Um, you know, we don't really, endorse uh the mentality of you know having things shoved in our faces and be forced to follow suit that's never been the american way the american way is listen we're gonna do what we want to do we're gonna be free to act how we want to act within the confines of a just law which if any of those laws out there infringe upon our rights they're null and void it states that so our rights are inalienable 
And then they, you know, they've gone to pussify our Bill of Rights over the course of about a hundred years. But, you know, just like, oh, well, you know, certain words are fighting words and then certain words are, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, you know, I mean, as long as you're not making a, a threat, you know, you can talk all the shit you want, but as soon as you say, like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to you, that implies danger, and then that person should be able to re react with violence. And that's what we see. So when it comes to, or, or you know, hey, you know, running into a crowded theater and screaming fire or bomb, the reason that is illegal is because it disturbs other people's, you know, peace so much that it could cause potential death, right? So there are certain ways to chill speech if it leads to certain types of, you know, violence and, and things like that. However, if you're making a political point or if you're making a point that's impassioned, you know, you're, you're talking about a, an ideology that you endorse, you know, even if it's obtuse like the KKK, you have the freedom to say your views, but you also are not free of those consequences for having those views, right? So, you know, you could be the, you know, the, you know, the clan, what are they, I don't even know what they call them anymore, but the, the head clan, dude, I don't even know what they call them, the grandmaster, whatever the fuck fairy tale name they want to call themselves. But you could be that dude, but in, in open and plain sight and, you know, wear your tattoos proudly, whatever. But if, if, you know, people of your community are not allowing you into their establishment or they're not, uh, or you're not being treated fairly by that, you know, the community that you're in, there are reasons and consequences for your actions, not just because they are away. It's because you created the situation by the way you are being now. There are people out there doing, you know, I would say God's work and, and challenging uh, Klansmen on their belief. You know, there's a, a man, I can't remember his exact name right now. Somebody's going to let me know eventually. But, you know, there's a, a black man who goes to Klan meetings and he goes and meets up with the Klan folks. And, you know, he, he's challenging them on their beliefs. Like, why do you hate me? We've never met. You know, not all black people are the same. You know, and, the, you know, do we get a, do we do we get stereotypes out there? Do we see on the news all the time where, you know, black and brown people are committing crimes? Yeah, sure. For sure. But it's a hyper-concentration. Because you never see in the news, or very rarely see in the news, you know, white people doing the exact same thing to anybody and everybody. So there might be two stories that are simply simpatico in every way. But what they're going to do is they're going to highlight the black and brown people. Because we in this country have been... Uh, trained to see people of color as an enemy. So it's that whole, uh, you know, if you only show one aspect of a threat, then you'll never see the threat that's right next to you. Which, you know, for the longest time, we thought everybody, you know, like if you did right and you were a good person and if you were ever in a bind, and I was always told this as a kid, you had to call the cops. Because cops were there to to save you, to protect you, to, to stand by your side, to defend you. And as an adult, that is a horrible, horrible, terrifying misrepresentation of the truth. Law enforcement 
by and large, are the enemy. They are agents of the state. They only work for businesses and governmental entities, and they're not even... They're, they are the they are the violence arm of the government, and nobody will ever be able to tell me otherwise. I, I just I'm still stuck in this particular belief. Not that everybody in law enforcement is a bad person. That is furthest from the truth. Not that they are not heroes within the confines of the badge brigade. Brigade. Not not to say that uh, there aren't people in uh, or agencies that are making dramatic changes. To not only their appearance, but the way they police. So, for those for those people, you know who you are. You're not in line with what I'm saying, or you're not going to be thrown in that category. But yeah, I am demonizing the profession of law enforcement. Now, the reason I'm demonizing it the way I do is because of lack of accountability, and that's lack of accountability on all fronts. We don't have government accountability. We have apparatuses of government that have no strength no way to hold we have no so we have no mechanism to hold um the fbi the atf any of those agents accountable for anything that they do we have no mechanism in play to hold accountable the cia who's been tearing down and propping up puppet governments all over the world and destroying places that were great to go to in the 70s and 60s but you can't go there now because they're they're poor or they're war stricken or, you know, they, they, they are beaten down in such a way that they have no choice but to give us, the American people, the best deals because we're the only one that's going to give them a deal because everybody else has already discarded them or shit on them in some sort of way. And I'm talking about South America. Like, look at Venezuela or even if you go back to look at I like Iran and Iraq back in the 60s, like they were a place to go to. Like they were... They were modern. They were uh, keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. They had a lot of infrastructure going on. Nowadays, like if I mean, the the destruction, the chaos in Iraq and Afghanistan has uh, has made that country that was I'm sure at one time super beautiful, just super ugly. You know, it's just nobody wants to go there. It's hot. It's angry. It's, uh, and the people there, they, you know, they have to resent the American fucking soldier, have to, because, you know, you, you come in, you kick down doors, you terrify everybody up and down. Like that's, that's red dawn for them. Like you fucking, you want to tell, like, I grew up thinking America was the good guys. We're the fucking worst in some instances. So now that we see other people trying to get in on our game, we're fucking mad about it. Like, fuck you mean Russia's trying to pay, play the bad guy better than we are? Fuck out of here. You know, but Putin's like all about it. Putin's like, well, if he, you know, the Americans can do it, why can't I? And I don't, I really don't blame him. But you're talking about, you know, countries that were unprovoked, kind of like Iraq and Afghanistan. <laughs> because we found the people that, you know, did do the bombing in 9-11 were actually, what, fucking Syrians? And then, you know, I mean, it's, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things where, you know, like those people can't get a win for shit. And how many of gener, how many generations did we set back just by being there? I, you know, and then 
we because of bad leadership, we left there. And not only did we leave, the people that were the shitty people there are right back in power. And they have new weapons to play with because they have our shit that we left there. That's for some reason we couldn't take with us because that makes sense. I remember being in the military and if you had one fucking, you know, tool or gun or a magazine or something not not part of your kit that was missing, man, they shut shit down and locked it down till it was found. And then you got an Article 13 or 15 or whatever the fuck it was because you were in trouble for losing that piece of gear. But you're going to tell me that it's perfectly okay now to leave whole-ass up-armored uh, Humvees and fucking, you know, MRAPs and all these other fucking things there? Like, the fuck? What? And then you're going to tell me that you cannot rescue people that are in that sit in, in the fucking, in there still? Like, you can't go back and get them out? Like, we don't have the military power to do that? Like, where did our balls go? And then you've got these, you got people here at home, and, and I love it because these are these are the people that are Gen Xers who never went to war. These are the fucking, you want to talk about real meal team Sixers? These are the guys that were in fucking, uh, what was, they were, they served in the military, some of them, but they went to fucking the first uh, Gulf War, and they accomplished nothing. They did nothing. They played Army and Marine for a little bit. They never saw combat, never got a combat patch, never did shit. Not a fucking thing. Now, I'll, I'll say, I'll be the first person to say, hey, you know, my deployments did not involve fucking hardly any conflict. Thank God. I don't like losing people. I don't like the idea that we have to lose people in the first place. We are such an advanced society that it boggles my goddamn mind why we had to have physical presence there in the first fucking place. And we couldn't use just drones and a minimal force to do exactly what we did. But you need people on the ground to assess things. You know, you know the worst mistake they did was having people on the ground to assess things. Because now you have officers and sergeants and everybody coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. And we're sitting back with all the lies they told us. We're like, yeah, they have WMDs. Didn't find them. Yeah, they have caches of weapons and stuff like that. Maybe a handful, maybe, but for protection against us, against the Red Dawn or the American Dawn, because we're America, fuck yeah, destroying the planet one fucking item at a time, because we can't fucking get right. We, we just, we just can't. We just, we have these mega fucking egos out there, like companies and shit, like just running amok and not being held accountable for their actions not being sued. You don't see enough CEOs rotting in a fucking dungeon because they fucked up. Nah, but what they'll do is they'll take whatever lowest person on the on the fucking totem pole, some fucking analyst or some fucking uh worker who happened to be on the fucking, you know, in the trenches trying to fix the shit. Yeah, they're going to blame that guy. They're going to blame that manager. Oh, we're going to fire. We're going to do our due diligence, folks. No worries here. We just fired, you know, the managers that were on site. We took care of it. We took care of it. Like, wh what? BP should have had an automatic fucking firing. Like, yo, you guys spilled trillion gallons worth of fucking crude oil into the fucking ocean. Where was the, where was the, and, and not only that, you guys didn't even bother to do half the fucking cleanup. It took civilian organizations to come help you 
because you fucked up. Fucking. And then, then you're going to charge fucking people in these FEMA camps for the help that they received from your organization. Fucking clowns. Further that, like, the only reason Ukraine is being attacked right now is because of resources. Has nothing to do with common sense. Has nothing to do with, oh, they're part of old Russia. We have to acquire them back. No. It's resources. It's, we want what you have. We're going to take it. And that's what it's going to be. Take it or leave it. But then you also have Ivan and fucking, you know, any other Russian fucking tough name, or Ukrainian name there is, and they have them too, like Klitschko. Klitschko's like, no, motherfucker, you come take, we come fight back. And you have literally this pissing contest. Yeah, is Russia a much larger country? Do they have a much larger pool of people? Maybe. Maybe. And the reason I say this is because you literally have people in Moscow right now who are defacing buildings, putting Putin on there and having and, and aligning him with Adolf. Because that's some Adolf-like fucking behavior. That's some Nazi shit. People are sick and tired of fascism, which by and large, we see very weak governmental people like Biden. Biden is a frail, stupid human being who has accomplished nothing in his entire career of accomplishments. Nothing. Could you name one fucking bill that he passed that has not backfired on the American people? I'll wait. I'll wait. What bill, what legislation, what executive order did he sign into mandating that didn't backfire on his ass by egregiously going against the American people? We still have we still have issues in this country where we can't even legalize fucking weed. It took the states to be like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Reefer madness is bunk science, so we're gonna go against that. You see how places like re- retarded fucking Idaho, where Idaho is this Christian conservative, you know, uh, disc. I mean, now Idaho, the state is beautiful. If you've never been to Idaho and you've never had a chance to fish or hunt or just be out in nature in Idaho, you're missing out. Go there for, you know, between the months of, let's see, May, June, July, August, and then beat feet by September. So all the way through September, it's beautiful. Come October, even the fall, even the fall is beautiful and picturesque. So yeah, there are great things about Idaho, but the people, the people in the leadership in Idaho are... Uh, Christian fundamentalists who think they can push every weird, obscure Christian doctrine onto the people who, by and large, do not align with them. They don't. So each time they do some dumb shit like pushing the, the drinking and the smoking age to like 25, they're literally going against the wishes of the people because nobody wants to wait till they're 25 to do something they could do literally in the next state. So you ha- you'll have people leave the state of Idaho. So take money and business from Idaho and go to fucking Montana because Montana's like, listen, 
We're like we're we're next to them, but we're not like them. Utah's the same way. Even Utah, Mormon capital of the world, they're like, we're not like them. We we actually are decent. We want hemp and medical marijuana, you know. But even them, they're bass backwards, and you can't tell me they're not. Like you have the, and and not only that, they have single handedly created these stupid men that are the most abusive, the most drug using. The weakest men you've ever seen in your life come from Idaho and Utah. Weak beta male bitches who's never been in a real scrap in their life, who've never been uh, who've never been taught different that the world's any different because they will never leave the confines of Idaho and Utah. And if they do, they actually do pretty well out you know out there in the world. But they come back and they literally demonize the world to other people so that. Their kids and their kids' kids don't want to go out and travel. But I digress. Now, I'm not picking on Idaho and uh, Utah for just being stupid conservative states that solve absolutely no problems. Uh, you have liberal states like Oregon and Washington that are really uh, fascist the other direction. These are liberal fascism. Like, you know, these green-haired fucking, you know, people that randomly... Like, when they're losing an argument, they will just randomly scream at you. Like, every fucking weird video you see of a fucking person, you know, who identifies as some fucking variation of a human being. And they, they're getting their ass handed to an argument. They just sit there and scream. And scream and shout out the noise of anything that's counter to their belief system. Or they get violent. They're either going to scream at you or they turn violent because you're literally handing their argument to them and pointing out all of the logical fallacies that go with it. Nothing's backed up in science. It's all made up shit in their head and they want to be identified as, you know, they, them. Like, how many of you are there? They, them. Like, it's just the weirdest thing. Now, are there people, like, are there people that are out there that are cool that want to be identified a certain way that you know are you know just wanting to have their peace yeah great fantastic but you shouldn't force other people to fucking identify your fucking you know pronouns you know and and then fucking shame them or shame them for fucking uh forgetting you know it's like it's hard when you're when you're growing up and you're programmed to see male and female to say, well, you're neither or you're whatever, you know, you're, you identify as something different. Like, you know, like, I don't know, did aliens land on this fucking planet and they have some sort of different type of genitalia? Cause as far as I knew, biologically, you grew up with fucking two, you're either male or female or you're hermaphrodite. Like that's the only freaking type of difference and variation that I know of. Now, could you have feelings of masculinity as a woman or feelings of feminim femininity as a male and have very strong feelings to identify with them, though you are not? Yes. Yes. That's why, by and large, like, people are okay with you being there and having a good time and not being the butt of a joke or a gaffe or anything like that because we know some of the toughest people in the world 
come from the LGBTQ community. Absolute monsters of people. Not just physically, but intellectually. You know, I mean, Oliver Wilde, gay. You know, we have people that are, you know, super highly intelligent, fiercely intelligent people that are, you know, uh, transitioning. You know, like we have a, you know, actress turned actor, uh, Elliot Page, for instance. You know, uh, you know, great, fantastic. You know, like you, we've got to see this full transition and I'm okay identifying that person as, or, uh, Jenner, you know, we, we dealt with the awesomeness of, of both Jenners. Okay. You know, but is it fair to chastise people for, for getting a pronoun or for, you know, I mean, and it's, it's not like people are always doing it inten intentionally, you know, and even if they are, so what? We, we didn't grow up in a generation of weak, unthick skin. Like we just, you know, that's the, something that generation below us definitely needs to pick up is a little bit thicker skin. Um, but when it comes to, you know, the government pissing contest, it's, it's people, you know, in these, in these, you know, organizations out there that are, uh, funding legislation because, you know, you haven't heard so much as barely a peep from Democrats and liberals on many things that Biden's doing because they're not trying to rock the boat. I mean, you got people like Kyle Kaczynski on Secular Talk not even broaching certain subjects. You're like, wait a minute, you're okay, you know, tearing down you know, Trump and everything that he absolutely does, but you're fucking mum on Biden? Like, what the fuck, Kyle? Like, as far as I knew, he was pretty, I wouldn't say centrist, but he called shit out where it was at, even within the we, within the party line of progressives. Like, he will say emphatically, like, that shit's not progressive. And then he will, on other occasions, say, hey, that's actually progressive, and this is where we stand, which is what I like. But then you'll have guys like, you know, on the on the other side of the coin, like uh, Tim Pool, which I very much appreciate his work, but he's also operating in a fucking echo chamber. He has a self-made echo chamber that he likes hearing because it aligns with everything that he's talking about, you know, in such a way that it just demonizes anybody who, you know, would say that they have a liberal ideology in some 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 aspect. And he even himself will say, no, I'm, I'm very centrist. I'm very, you know, like trying to, Trying, he's trying to navigate, I would say, uh, you know, the right and the left's ideology and come up with a platform that is innately his own. But just the language he uses will very much demonize anybody that he would call the left. And he, and he uses that language all the time, the left. And when he uses that language, it's hard to determine who his target audience is at that point. But... Let's go back to the larger mm -hmm. scheme of things. So, right now, as far as I know, the United States is... I don't think we have a civil war pending. I don't think it's looming. I don't think we're going to get to the point where we do that. However, I do believe that we have two very different opposing types of people that are that want fascism in one way or the other. They just don't want the other person heard. They don't want the other person to uh, have a, a claim in the argument. 
They don't want him to have a, a point. So they shut him down violently if they have to. And you see it, you see it in colleges all over the United States. Colleges are like, oh, we're going to ban, uh, you know, this conservative speaker. Or we're going to ban this liberal speaker. We're going to ban this person and this person. We're, we're going to ban everybody that doesn't say the exact thing we want. Where's my safe space? Where's my, where's my place I can go crying to a blankie? Like, what? Like, what, what the fuck? And then you have, even in the veteran community, you have so many toxic fucking veterans that are like, well, what are you going to do, Mule Team 6? Are you going to go out there and, you know, you're going to fight? Like, you know what? Hey, if we have attacks going on on our soil, yeah, the veterans, regardless of what they look like right now, I I imagine will be ready to rock and roll. It's not, it's not like because you're fat, you can't shoot. It's not like because you're out of shape that you're not, you don't have the ability to get in shape or eat better or do better. It's like there's automatic discount. And then you got these guys that are skinny, but they are the worst type of skinny. They're skinny because they fucking smoke, you know, 10 packs a fucking day, dip like you wouldn't believe and drink like a fucking savage. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm still like in kick-ass shape and... Oh, Malfoy, did, 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 did. I'm like, no, you don't. You're just on roids, you fuck nut. And these guys don't even hide that they're fact they're fucking on roids anymore. You got these roid fucking cops out there that are like, you know, just fucking juiced up to the gills. And then you wonder why these assholes go violence first, and they almost always escalate a situation they come to. And then you, and then like you wonder why, like when nine of them get shot, nobody bats an eye. Like, hmm. You know, they're like, oh, some people are like, oh, we got to back the blue, the poor officers. When there's a big group of us out there now that are like, well, we wait till the body camera comes out. We'll get the full, we'll understand the full circumstances before we jump to any conclusions because by and large, police lie. They lie to, they, they commit perjury on the stand. They uh, violate people's rights on an almost daily basis. For example, the dumbest shit I've heard in the last couple of weeks is a woman was boarding a plane to Mexico. She had business and leisure she was going to attend to. Happened to have the same fucking name as this other bitch that had a warrant out for her arrest in Texas. And then they decided to keep this attractive woman, you know, white, blue-eyed, blonde-haired fucking woman in custody for two weeks without verifying very basic information. I don't know, like fucking fingerprints, mugshot photo, um, fucking social security number. I mean, anything to, to show that, hey, uh, we might have the wrong people. But there's so... This is the thing people don't understand about law enforcement. They will, they will fuck up and they will go to the absolute max with that fuck up. And think that that's okay. Think that they are, oh, nobody's going to get in trouble. It's okay. You have you have qualified immunity, which the Supreme Court made up a long time ago. Which whoever came up with that needs to. The, hopefully, they died a horrible death if they're not already dead. If you know, I, I hope that they die in such egregious pain that. And whoever came up with civil asset forfeiture, now the initial purpose behind civil asset forfeiture, and I totally get it, was to take money from. You know, cartels and, you know, these organizations that were, you know, doing bad and X, Y, and Z. But it, it ended up becoming this uh, 
this pretty common practice of revenue generation by literally stealing from people on the side of the road because not not everybody can justify why they have a large amount of money and even if you do they don't care they're going to take it regardless i mean how many cases do you need to see on television where people work super hard for their money just to go pay for college or go do something with it and then they get pulled over fucking statey or you know whatever fucking trooper does the the highway patrol does the search come up with the money oh i'm i'm keeping this because I think it, I believe it's, it's associated with drug money, even though there's literally no proof, even though a lot of people show the receipt or the receipts plural of where and how they have acquired the cash. Uh, but that doesn't matter because they themselves are not on trial. They don't have any charges pending, but that, that cash and that, uh, and sometimes the car or whatever else they seize is on, uh, is on trial. Now they seize weapons, guns, properties, uh, cars, you name it, uh, boats, they seize everything, bank accounts, because they are under the belief that they are allowed to just stop anybody and everything and accuse them and not even have a justifiable belief. They just have to have the accusation there. And almost always they get to keep the money. Almost always. In fact, some of them account for that as part of their yearly budget. Like that's insane to me. Where you can literally take money from the American people and have that align with your, like, and have that be a part of your budget. Like, in what fucking world is that okay? Now, I'm not the only person that points this shit out. You've got John Oliver. You've got, uh, you know, wackadoos, even like Tucker Carlson, you know, who he doesn't always, he doesn't always, uh, he doesn't always hit home runs, but when that guy does hit, he hits pretty well. Not on everything. Obviously, that dude strikes out on a whole myriad of other topics. But there are certain things that he talks about. Yeah, that he lands, he lands pretty well. You know, he hits, he hits well on certain certain items. Same thing with like you know, you know, the liberals and the left is you know fucked up when you've got Bill Maher saying like, listen, what you wanted didn't work, what you told us didn't happen, and people are justifiably mad at the circumstances because. You want to lock them down further with no end of this bullshit in sight. It took DeSantis in Florida, and, and Florida has the worst, is literally the worst police state in the union. Punta Gorda, Punta Gorda Florida, and all the other bad fucking cops that are out there, you criminals. Uh, other than Arizona, Arizona is the absolutely worst when it comes to being a police state. Like these cops out here, Mesa, Tempe, Glendale, Tucson, they do not care about rights. They don't know about the law. They don't know about, you know, the civil liberties of people. In fact, like if you, if you even just hear some of the court goings on, like it's a kangaroo court. It's so bad. The lower judges are just so god awful. And, and it's so funny because they, the people who do appeal almost always win on appeal because the lower court is just so fucking, you know, salute the flag and, you know, give the cops the BJ that they fucking will align with anything they say and admonish for the, for what, for, I don't even know what reason. So it's just, it's just, a, you know, this terrible circumstance where you got shitty cops everywhere, but I digress. Now we, we have to come together as a 
country and as a people. And we have to, and, and, and I agree with Elon on this, we have to be a multi-planetary species at some point to offset the living balance of the, of the, of the world. Yeah, do we have a lot of water? Yes. Do we have a lot of resources still? Yes. But at some point, at even regardless of natural disasters, regardless of you know even war, uh, we're gonna need uh, another planet or something to colonize or to go to or to be part of because this is not going to work out with so many people being on the planet as it is with animals and things like that. It's, it's, it's going to get swallowed up inch by concrete inch. And before you know it, we're going to look like those planets from, you know, different, uh, you know, science fiction where they are almost entirely covered from stem to stern with some sort of uh, building or apparatus that connects uh, different uh, cities and almost has nothing but a foundation like plates to, to be on. So I've never understood that. But whenever I think of, you know, our future, we have to eventually be multi-planetary planetary in, in so many different ways. But now dealing with what we're having to deal with now, like we have, we have a mechanism to support Ukraine. I think we should. I think if they asked us to be a part of what's going on and we should support them now the ukrainian people are a proud people they're probably saying well probably don't need your help but if you think putin's going to stop it just ukraine you've got another thing coming because the russia's eventually going to get to the point where they're like well i know poland and germany and a couple of these other countries you know we had beef with them in the past so let's go ahead and just reacquire those as well and if you think, you know, those people aren't willing to fight, you got another thing coming. But are they going to win against a newly acquired Ukraine and a newly empowered, you know, Putin? Probably not. Not until it's already too late for, for everybody to step in. And then you got Putin like, oh, well, I'll launch nukes. Like, do it, motherfucker. Do it. Like, we, we have been, you know, we have been poised and ready our whole lives. We'll launch nukes at your dumbass. No fucking problem. We have that capability. We have... Now, should nukes be used on our fucking soil? No. No, I, I just, you know, I think no. Like, if you're going to have a war, you know, that should be the absolute, like, never result. Like, that should never, we should never get to the point where we use those again because the places that have some sort of nuclear disaster are still being affected by it, you know, hunt, you know, years and years and years and years and years later. You know, with radiation levels off the fucking charts. Like, we cannot sustain... That kind of thing. We just really can't. So when it comes to what we need to be doing is we need to support Ukraine. We need to help them with their independence. We need to tell China, like, hey, if you're going to mess with Taiwan, we're going to give you a bloody lip. And there's about a billion motherfuckers in China. So, you know, when it comes to China, like, you got you got people that are just not aligned with the Chinese government. But the Chinese government is the problem. Kim Jong-un is a problem. Like, if you think that dude's not somewhere in the mix trying to be a problem, he absolutely is. So it's going to be North Korea, China, and fucking Russia. And we need to act swiftly. We need to have a cohesive and supported military effort. But we're too busy 
trying to put masks on everybody and trying to jab everybody with fucking uh, things that may or may not help them. Like, we don't know. It's either going to fuck you up beyond all repair or it's going to... Uh, or it's going to do, it's going to be a nothing burger and not actually prevent you from getting sick or even spreading it to others. In fact, it's just going to fuck you up. That's all that's going to happen because the science does not support a fix. There's no fix to it. It's a variation jumper. There's no, there's no cure out there, but you know, it is what it is. And then I hope Trudeau learns his lessons from this, that, Hey, the, the Canadian people have the balls and the know-how. They're the ones in charge. Thank you for turning in today was life and observation. Have a great day.